What is going on, Irregulars? We are back in the same day recording a second episode because today was pretty much one of the most epic days that I've ever had in my life. What's going on, Sarah? What did you do while I had an amazing day? Um, I don't know. Oh, my no, boyfriend. Like you weren't, yeah. Fought with my boyfriend. Oh, no, actually, we didn't. We're like trying to go on a roll of not fighting. Oh, good, good. So it's going well so far. We'll probably fight by the end of the night because we're both drinking, so that's cool. Fair enough. Um, Today, I don't know, I felt kind of off, so like a little bit sick, so I just kind of napped and hung out with my new kitten that you fucking are not thrilled about. So what did yes. you do? You guys did actual like exciting shit. Correct. So uh, while you did nothing and I did everything amazing, um, we are back with Mike O'Malley, who Ooh. spoke uh, earlier today, and we have a new guest. And actually, quite honestly, I think we have our first live show right now because we have one Five more people in this basement right now recording with us watching. And, and then one other person just watching us record. These aren't people. That? These are irregulars. These are irregulars. No, this is a fact. One, two, three, four, five. And then Joe's just in the corner. Oh. How are you just going to... can't be dogging your boyfriend on live. <laughs> talk. Come on, man. This is fucked up. But so we introduced Mike earlier. Everybody knows Mike. Let's introduce Joseph. Joseph. You want to go with Joseph. You know, honestly, I'll go with Joe, Joseph, or Joey. Oh, um, but I'm known in the group as three-way. Joey. Yeah, it's Joey. That's that's my Facebook name. So Joe. you do Joey. look like a Joseph, though. I used to look like a Joey as a kid, though. But I think I've graduated yeah. to adulthood Adult. somewhat. Yeah, How'd Bobby's you? still in certain Bobby. ways. He's not adult enough to go by Bob. Fair we, enough. We actually had a conversation about that earlier today. What Fair was enough. it? Really? About your name being Bobby? Remember? And it was like. Oh, yeah. Mike said that yeah. I should go by my first and middle name because Bobby it sounds said. like a... What did you say? Oh, it a porn like a, star. No. No. What? What, was what the fuck is wrong I with was, you? I was here. To Robert... Uh, what? Robert? Robert James. No, no, no. It was, yes. Yeah, it's Robert James II. And like, this. what I said was if I was like about to get in a fight and someone's like, Bobby, come kick this guy's ass. I was like, oh, he's catching knuckles. Like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. No, but but they what? were like Robert James II. I was like, he has a sword. And I need to leave. Like, <laughs> this guy's gonna get me off the land. He's gonna show up on a horse. See, Robert James to me sounds like a fucking porn star, like with a big ass cock. I like the second <laughs> half of that. <laughs> the ass cock part. What <laughs> the, the ass cock? <laughs> so, all right, Joe, introduce yourself a little bit and how, um, why you're here and everything else. Go. So, uh, I'm Joey D. Joey D'Alessandro. Um, there is an apostrophe in my name, but I don't use it. So Fair enough. It's pretty Americanized, my last name. Anyway, I'm here in Pennsylvania with Bobby, who is one of my bestest friends. Oh, fuck yeah. Under the sun. Um, and, and Sarah. And Sarah, who, I, who, who I met probably, I don't know, 14 hours ago. But not even. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. matter. So um, I came up here because... Bobby called me last week and said, I am going to be interviewing one of our favorite vocalists and one of our favorite bands on the show. And so I was like, what's this all about? So I called him and he explained. And uh, we concluded that conversation with me saying, I'm going to find a way to get up to Pennsylvania and join you. And, uh, and so I hopped on a plane with Mike O'Malley last night. And uh, yeah, we're here. We're here. We did that. So what the fuck happened today? I'm still cu- like curious because I zoned out when you guys were talking about it at dinner. Break it down, Mike. I want you to explain it. Glory was achieved. 
<laughs> makes yeah. it so extra. Basically, uh, we, we had no real plan for today. Um, we wanted to come up here. Um, August Burns Red has been a really impactful band in our lives. Like a lot of this podcast um, and just the last few episodes have been about music and what it men- means to us and the emotional support that we find from the music and from the community that we have because of that music. And that's something that we've spent a lot of time developing in South Florida, like intentionally. And it's not a shared thing in that kind of music, like not a lot of hardcore scenes and, and heavy music. It's not a community where you're like, oh, you like heavy music too? Like, let's hang out. It's it's kind of known for being like, oh, you like that? Well, I like this. I like metal core. I don't like metal. I don't like black metal. And like, it's got this stigma for people not getting along in it. And people just generally think of shows as like some scary place where it's dark and everyone's mad. And the way we do it in South Florida, it's nonstop smiles and people just love and hugging and chucking each other everywhere. Like it definitely gets active. Like there's the crowd surfing and whatnot. But so we had this plan. Uh, we noticed that Jake Lurs posted. Um, Jake Lurs is the singer of August Burns Red. That's why I went right into that. He has a nonprofit support group called Heart Support. Heart Support. I always want to say iHeart because the iHeart Radio. iHeart Radio. Yeah, South, I know. That's like yeah. a super big thing. Um, but Heart Support is like an online forum, and they do Twitch streaming and stuff. And they are kind of like what those old suicide hotlines were. Like it's a place to go to have people to talk to when you're going through stuff. And that's super similar to what the regulars group is. And so what Jake was coming up with, like COVID happened and his band's not touring and he needed to find a way to like spread his reach. Like that man's on a mission to touch people's lives and to like be there for people who need something. Like he, he's like a messenger. He's a visionary and he writes music and shares that and he's not able to do that. And he needed this outlet. So he ended up buying a gym or building a gym that's supposedly it's like the the premise of it is the first mental and physical wellness facility. Like the goal is getting your peace of mind through working out and being a part of a community of like-minded individuals. Like they play heavy music in the gym, but everyone's all smiles and love and like friendships. And he doesn't want it to be a gym that you just like sign up to and go to. And it's like, Oh, I work out over there. That's like my, my lift area. He, he wants it to be a community where people go to build relationships with the staff and with each other and to just share that positivity. And like that whole idea just like gave me tingles. Like all the hair stood up the second I read it. I was like, no way. I'm fucking sweating. Yeah, A band that we love is making a gym where we can all just be together and be happy. I was like, this is everything that we've always wanted to do, like without knowing it, you know, like we've had those same values, like shared values. And I was like, we got to go. And I just screenshotted the Instagram post, sent it to Bobby. And I was like, I'm flying up. This is only like a few hours from you. We're going. And he was like, gonna be a bit to get out of work we had to solve the logistic problem but essentially we flew up here with no real plan kind of reached out on instagram a little bit and joe Wait, and i do when did you guys decide you were coming up less than a week ago yeah okay. so yeah this was all this entire day which consisted of a lot of things which consisted of recording a podcast in the morning hold on which consisted of mike and joe getting fucked up with my dad last night drinking entirely way too much whiskey till 2 30 in the morning you're acting like this was some college party lord ashton <laughs> was a hospitable host and took care of us this is true till tell well me I'm into wrong. today tell me i'm wrong yeah you are wrong it wasn't getting fucked up it was enjoying an evening with lord ashton this is very true this is very true but anyways we did get fucked up last night and Jesus. then woke up super early this morning and then um recorded a podcast then after we recorded podcast, we fucking drove an hour and a half out to this. And basically, we were, I mean, we were the first ones there. We were the first ones that walked into that gym. And oh, that's neat. We it, were the first people in the yeah. first physical and mental wellness, like gym. Yes, yep, we were. To strengthen our minds and bodies. <clears throat> yes. And it Do you was, feel more powerful now? Dude, I can, I feel very inspired. I feel empowered. Ooh, 
All right, Joe. Come yeah. on, dropping vocab words on us. I like that. But it was it was um it was an amazing experience. I mean, one, I we all got to literally hang out all day with one of our idols. You know, someone who has impacted our lives on so many different levels through his music and everything. And then on top of that, we were able to expand our platforms. And by the end of this trip, we are more than likely going to have this man on the podcast. I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to happen and he's all about it. He's an hour and a half away. Sarah and I are going to go out and we are going to make this happen. And I think it's going to be huge because his outreach of, you know, people and his message. It's like what he has to say is what matters. It's so, it's like so powerful. The Absolutely. amount of effort that you could see when he was presenting today, like everything that he's gone through to try and make all of this work, that's inspiring. Like it was massive. This is it was clearly something he's passionate about. Yeah. And, and there was like a little bit of technical difficulty going on and there was and he a little bit of running around yeah. on the media side and it was like, Hey, like you need to make something happen right now and he just took a mic and he's like, I'll just speak from the heart then. Like and that was that was killer, dude. Like Absolutely. Right off rip, got up there right where the documentary kind of cut and just presented the same story. And I feel like it had just as much impact as like a cinematic reel of it could have had, you know? I think I think something that, that was super important about today is that we kind of went there with just sort of a loose idea. But but we, we kind of knew where we wanted to end up and we didn't really know how we were going to get there. And I would say by the time we left, we all three of us could agree that that we accomplished that goal. We got to what we wanted to do. Absolutely. So, so not only did we get to meet Jake and sort of, you know, express our, our, um, you know, appreciation for him and everything that he's doing, but we also met his, I, I want to call him his PR guy, Dave and, and Mike and I have, you know, potentially made a connection and, and maybe created a channel for him to expand heart support and everything that they stand for down in Florida, because as he explained, they don't, they don't really have too much going on there. Yeah, that was a really interesting experience, uh, the whole thing in general. And I think it's a little bit cooler that this was created just by us having an interest and wanting to support someone else's ambition. And that's kind of one of those like keys to opportunity that people don't don't like immediately understand. People think that you have to get out there and, and get after your goal. And sometimes you don't. You just need to like see something that is similar and maybe help someone else on their goal. It like massively just... It can, inspires you. It inspires you and kind of aligns you. And, like, I I, I think I get like... what you're saying. I think I get what you're saying. So, like, today, for example, like, we had a goal, right? And we were like, you know what? This is what we're going to do. But we don't ever want to push our boundaries, right? I, and, I don't and... even think we had a goal. Like, I think from the heart, this was I saw someone doing something that meant a lot to me. And if I was doing that, I would want people to care as much as we did. And I think it became – a next level experience for all of us because we were like extras in Jake's story. Like this wasn't about us. And like, we have, we have reflections on it because we only have our perspective in life and that's what happens. But today, someone that we look up to accomplished something incredible. Like he fully pivoted from vocalist, like singer band, all that experience he had into this fitness. Like he's a fit guy. Like, but he's, diverged himself into a whole different field to share the same message and that's super unique and that's something that hit home and i was like that's incredible i want to go support that man uh what what one of my takeaways is that 
so much of the things that we appreciate in his music, I, I think one of the one of the key elements to that is the relatability. So that's something that in metal music in particular, hardcore as well, I'm I'm sure you know, um, is is someone is speaking in a way that you can relate to. And I think what Jake has done is he has recognized that mental health is something that all of us struggle with in one way or another. And somebody had to do something where the focus of your health as a whole became the goal. And th- you're you're 100% right because after after today we had uh you know the whole event, right? And we were fortunate enough to speak with Jake directly alone with no one around and it wasn't so much of just working out and mental health he you know which that's what the gym is based around don't get me wrong but it wasn't just those two it was what you just said a whole being happy as a whole as an entire person and there's more to an entire person than just okay I have a six pack or whatever, or I'm happy with looking at myself in the mirror. Oh, and then on top of that, I'm not depressed or I don't have anxiety. It's a, it's a person as a whole. And and I think that is a great, great observation from Joe that he said that it's just straight up. We need to look at at ourselves. I think that was one of my favorite parts of his presentation when he was talking about um, all the divide in America at the time. And he was saying, Mm Mm-hmm. That he couldn't figure out why people were judging so quickly and based on one thing, and that's a massive thing in social media. As someone sees one picture of you and they're like, I don't like that guy, or I do like that guy, or I like that girl, or though they're into this, they're into that. And you create this whole character in your head immediately after seeing one picture and like reading a name. They're like, oh, Chad, and there's a fish that he's holding? No way. That guy golfs every Sunday and wears chubbies and like. Whoa, whoa, I love chubbies. Keep going. Great shorts. (laughs) But I'm just saying. He was trying to bring in this point, like you're talking about uh, as a whole, like judging things. He was trying to say that we need to judge people slower and with more factors. And you just always do need data. You don't know what people are going through. And he was trying to make it clear that this place wasn't, like you said, about getting strong and about just feeling good. But it was about being more to one another, like actually getting to know each other and going in there, whether you believe in whether you like the music specifically, like what it's about, or you have a different belief system. He's like, we don't care what you believe in. We don't care if you want to go to church or enjoy I mean, the, the same the things goddamn we do. Gym, the, I, I say it like uh, with a pun intended. The goddamn gym is attached to a church. Yeah, and, and it was very and, cool. And, and he's he, like, no one's going to push church on you in here. If that's what you want to do, we do go to sermons over there. But like, you have no responsibility to do that I fucking for love us. that. I love that. Yeah. I think that is You beautiful. can believe anything. You can be anyone. And he wanted to learn more about people and bring people together for common reasons like some loud music and some heavy weights is a good way. If, but if I could expand on that a little bit more and take it just a step further, I think one of the important things, what one of the important aspects to the mindset being a part of that gym was what we were discussing with Joel. And they have the Greek phrase above the door. And essentially the Greek phrase is a reminder to yourself about why you're doing what you're doing. And that ties in not only to... Does anyone remember what the Greek phrase was? I know it meant know yourself, correct? Correct. If I'm not mistaken, know yourself. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, it was know yourself. Okay. Which oddly ties enough into episode 10, which is 
do you know yourself? Yeah. But there's a, there are a couple things to unpack there. So I think knowing yourself is obviously it, – it's a process. So you have to arrive at that place and you have to figure out who you are. And that ties in kind of to what you were saying about all of this division and all of this hate and this 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 uh, knee-jerk reaction to jump to conclusions off of one thing you see or one thing you hear. And I think it's important that I, – I, I want to say that they're kind of helping to cultivate a, a, a deeper mindset and a, and a better approach is why am I feeling this way? Or why, why am I doing this? Why, why do I feel the way I do? And so if you find yourself in the gym, why do I want to be here? Right? Or what is it I'm working towards? And I, I, I don't know. That, that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Yeah, because people don't go to the gym just to be physically fit. Oh, I mean, I, I would say a majority. You know what I mean? You can't discredit that. But there's people who use that as an outlet to to blow off steam to yeah. express themselves i mean i i've literally been at a gym where people who are not super fucking jacked or whatever who are taking pictures of themselves in the mirror at the gym or in the locker room or you know out by the weights and yeah there are i i i'd be lying if i didn't say that or if i said that i didn't judge those people initially saying like man dude like what are you doing? Like go to the fucking locker room. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like now with this new perspective that I'm having after today is like, what, it, what is that person going through that they might actually, they need that picture in the no, mirror. Just, I get, I get kind of annoyed that people get critical about that. And this is a lot of the photography. I, mean, I do a lot of portrait photography stuff. How you look on the day of a shoot is something you worked hard for. So like girls get haircuts, nails, whatever. Um, they color their eye shadow. I don't even know the names of all the makeup and stuff, but yeah. they spend a lot of time doing certain things to look a particular way for a shoot. Certain outfit, you've timed the light right. Like you put a lot of work in. People do the same with cars. You shoot photography for cars. Yep. These, it's not that you're showing off. It's that you are so proud of this thing that you built, like this vehicle, and you took it to the right spot, and you paid this photographer to create art that's going to remember the effort you put into that. And that's the exact same thing with the gym. And so it's like weird to me that people like kind of write that off as being self-absorbed or like conceited in some way. And I know like I, there's like the sexual dynamic to it. Like being attractive is a, is a desirable feat in like our species and everything. But they worked for that. And that's an important thing. And like you don't know what day you're looking at. Maybe that's their day one picture. And they're like, I need to get better than this. You don't know if that's their day 8,000 and they've lost 250 pounds. And they've changed their entire life and you're just finally seeing the end result of it. And you're just seeing that guy one time looking shredded, snapping a picture and your thoughts like D bag. And like, you don't know, you don't know that that dude had hard times and he has put so much work into that. And he's finally built himself into a good place. And you're like, that dude sucks. And you only had that one picture, that one frame, that one second of judgment. You didn't get the whole story. You don't know what happened before. You don't know what led up to it. You don't know him, and you don't know yourself in that situation. I agree. You're you're not wrong. You are fucking not wrong. But I will say that that is something that is 
really fucking hard to separate yourself from because everyone and their mother and you're fucking lying to me if you say you don't when some big jacked guido dude at the gym is taking a bicep selfie in front of all the free weights you look at that guy and go what a loser but you're not wrong what if that dude was 400 pounds and hated himself and was on the verge of ending his own life or you know or was on the verge of quitting his job because he hated the way that he looked or you don't know like there that guy's story is is Immensely. You don't know it. It doesn't even have to be that dramatic. And and that's, yeah. that's the it other thing. It, it could literally just be that that guy he gained an inch on the biceps. Like yeah, I because of working in photography, I can't hate someone for taking a picture. I don't care how corny it is. I used to think pictures were like conceited and stuff, but I realized that I had this like weird thought. There is a when study I was entirely though, sober. There is a study though that says that the amount of selfies you take in a day or like within a certain time frame uh, represents a level of conceitedness or or something like that. I would say that's a probably really poorly designed study, and that they didn't have a control group. I doubt. I doubt that actually has a strong coefficient coefficient with that. I would think people are more self critical, and that's why they have to impress themselves or like. And it's also your phone's designed to addict you to its features, so you're you're, not, you're succumbing that. to that, and maybe you're not self disciplined with handling that. But like Ashley has eight hundred thousand videos of she does like semis around herself to fix her hair, like it's how she does her makeup in the car sometimes, sort of thing. But um, anyway, my weird realization about pictures that made me forever think they were so important is that uh, I actually I was talking to your dad about this last night. Egyptians talked about the two deaths. Like you die, like a man's dead when you like leave this earth. This and is actually a beautiful. This is this the is second insane. time you die is the last person or the last time uh, someone says your name. So when you're forgotten from humanity forever is like the Egyptian final death. And that's why they're um, what are they called their emperor, the pharaohs made these massive monuments so they would be remembered so that their afterlife would be extended. They didn't want that second death. That was the goal was to leave an impact on this world. And I had this weird kind of creepy thought. That I will be long since dead and Facebook servers will be active and secured and backed up somewhere. There will be a digital version of me that hasn't existed before in our species. Like you can't look up the day-to-day journal of your great-great-grandfather and see what was going on in the 1800s or the 1500s or any time until now. We're the first generation that got to grow up on the internet and become adults through it. And like I realize. That there's so many pictures I didn't take that I'm so annoyed that I don't have now. My genealogy, like literally the year 2200, I may have some kid who's like, wait, when the internet, when social media first started, I had a I had an ancestor on there. What was he doing? And he may care so much. Like, I don't know if the sky is going to turn red like in the Matrix or somewhere. Maybe this kid wants to look and they used to run around under a blue sky and tackle each other. Now we live in this post-COVID era where we're all in these like cell boxes. We have no idea what the future is going to be. Right. This yeah. what we have might be so incredible, and they need more information on it. What, and it's funny to I just want to reflect back on the fact that you were like, "Oh, well, you know, I don't have pictures from this moment." When I moved back from Florida earlier this year, I actually told my roommate who I originally moved in with at the time, um, great guy. I told Josh I had two goals of this year. And my two goals were one was to travel to more places, regardless of if I needed to take a plane or if I need to drive further, 
one thing I did learn in Florida is that 30 minutes gets you very, very far away from where you're at. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if I want to go to a bar 30 minutes away from where I'm at now, back home in, in you know, right outside the suburbs of, you know, Philadelphia, you know, 30 minutes gets me into the city. 30 minutes gets me very far away from the city from where I'm at. So if I want to do that, I'm, I want to do that. And then the second thing was I want to take more pictures. I, and, and it's funny because I've always had this weird feeling of being ashamed to take a picture of what was going on. So many people have that feeling. That's super normal. Yeah. Where does that come from? I'm not sure what it is, but I think the initial reaction is you think that And it, is it a male thing worthy. too? I think it's a male thing. Uh, I, I don't want to bring sex into this or gender or whatever, whatever you want to call it, whatever no, like, pronoun. But like I feel like girls are more willing to oh my gosh we're out to dinner let's take a picture and that's fine but then guys are like if i was like yo homeboy tony uh, or homeboy you know joe mike it's very hard to grab your boys and be like hey boys get together let's get a picture yeah i I feel weird that i think is a product of the uh stigma involving um like it's seated being sentimental because as a male as a male as a male which we do talk about on episode 10 yeah. By the way, so yeah. which is your so another a big part of it is people don't think what they're doing at points in their life is worthy. Like it's yes. it's a matter of like your self value. Like if you thought what you were doing was incredible, you'd take a picture because every time someone accomplishes something, every like everyone has graduation pictures. Everyone right. has that new car picture. Right. And no matter how shy you are on the internet, if you have a profile and you get a new car, someone's like, "Oh, I did this. I'm proud of this. I did a thing today." Exactly. Yeah. So that's like a known thing, and that's. No one's ever like, oh, you got a new car and you took a picture. You're weird. But yeah, if you're like, oh, I got my friends together and you take a picture, someone might be like, no, bro, I don't want to take a picture with you. That, that's no. weird. You went to Applebee's and took a picture. But I think yeah. we need to more often realize how significant these things are. Like you will come to an age where your memory will fail you. People so that, will want to know your story, hopefully, if you've shared any good on this planet. So people are going to want to know where that came from and where your inspirations were and, and kind of get something back. That I, you couldn't give to them. Like. I think it's funny that you say that because yesterday you were talking about how uh, humankind has a tendency to assign significance to situations and occurrences. And I think that for whatever reason, we are apprehensive about sharing what we believe is significant with other people because we're afraid of either what they might think or that they won't agree. And if they don't agree, sharing these moments or things you've created even that are special to you that aren't necessarily special to them could come off as prideful. Yeah, and you, you yeah, you can definitely get ashamed of things. I like full on was embarrassed about the last podcast while we were listening to Jake speak today because he was talking about all his inspiration that comes from his religion and all that that's done for him and the people around him. And I was like, oh, I feel so small right now. Like this morning, I was ripping how I don't think anything happens for a reason. I think it's all like self-driven and that there's so much chaos in the universe. At the same time, I love and respect that other people, regardless of their belief system, like whether or not I agree with your belief system, I love that people find something that they assign that value to. They believe in it. They're stoked on it. I don't know if I'm right. I'm no kind of professor of the cosmos, clearly. Um, But people find reasons to assign that value and to drive forward and if it's relatable and it's powerful and it's positive who am i to say it's not like the best thing ever 
And it's funny because this all dives back into, you know, the whole everything happens for a reason conversation that you and I had at Tequester Brewing Company. Yeah, that's a free plug. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Nah, they got good beer. Um, and free Scott. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scott's not a prisoner there. But um, <laughs> but no, the it goes into that conversation that you and I had where I remember we, we touched on the topic of like religion and you know, not to go off on a tangent on this, but we, you were like, listen, I particularly don't believe in it. That's not my thing. But if you find value in that and that makes you a better person, let's fucking get it. And, and I was like, I agree. And you were like, really? And I was like, well, and I, I think I told you, I said, all high tides raise all ships. So if you find value in that, big time. yeah, if you find value in that, if you find value in, in, in that, and that brings you up and that makes you a better person, let's fucking get it. I'm cool with that. Whatever makes you a better, I'm okay with. Are you saying that me talking about nothing mattering for a reason happened for a reason? So that I would feel yes, small today yes, and then yes. have some self-reflection? And you know what? <laughs> we deserve that, that conversation. <laughs> Dude, deserve thing was weird. We that do. Car. But I, I just think, I mean, today was... I, it's hard. Like I'm literally, as I'm speaking here, I'm watching my audio clip go by with the influxes of my voice go up and down and Joe's go up and down. And then there's these very, um, long pauses in between because it's like the self-reflection that we're having today is outside of the fact that we had a day with the boys. I mean, at at Mm -hmm. a very surface level, we had a day with the boys. You know, and then after that, it was, oh, my gosh, we went and visited a place that we frequent. You know, we all go to the gym, everyone in this room, and we like working out. And then that's level two of surface, you know, the surface. And then level three is, okay, well, then we all like the perp or the person who started this. We all connect to on a musical level, which is where we all connect to on an emotional level. So that's level three. And then level four is like, wow, what this person, um, you know, Jake is doing is so important to all of us because all of us at some point in time have needed to reflect on some sort of uh, mental and physical health. And then I'm at level five and I just see a fucking flat line bar on my audio because i'm speechless as what i'm feeling how deep i think you can only say so much so meta yeah like levels what more do you say i mean today was so awesome i think that flat level you're at is knowing that we do not currently know how much good possibly will come from what happened i I agree with that you know like 100 where's this gonna unfold to like we have to just wait and see. But we recognize the potential, and that's what leaves us speechless, I think. Yeah. And and the experience itself. I mean, the fact that all three of us got to talk to someone who has inspired us for the last – I mean, that band started in 2003, I believe. Uh, most of us started listening generally around there. Jake Dirt joined during 2006. Was 2006? I think it was 2005, 2006. Jake joined – and obviously, uh, Jake joined, and then their first album after that literally skyrocketed. Absolutely, them. so constellations. You know, can we just sidebar album. how different he is as a person and as a sage front man? He has the most energy 
and is just so intense on stage. And in real life, he is so humble and meek and modest and like, which is incredible. It was like two different people. That guy, I was like, that after guy we were done stage. talking to him, I was thinking and I was like, oh yeah, that guy gets down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that guy on stage. I'm like that guy. Would literally rip my throat out of. Oh my yeah, and neck. that's that's what I think is funny and about they, like people who look from the outside in at metal. They're like bunch of real mad guys in the dark, hate their dads, loud stuff. Everyone's yelling. So I just Trump voiced all this. Like, I guess I guess Trump is looking at metal, but yeah, like and, that's the vibe that you get. I'm like, no, it's some really happy wholesome and, people and my, that are just looking for some love together. One of my biggest hopes for the genre is that people open themselves up and and seek to understand because that, as we know. Could not be further from the truth, being that Jake hates his dad or, you know, I'm sure he's been through trouble in his life, but he's he, he doesn't seem to be a troubled individual. And if he was at one point, he's found a way out of that. And who he is now to me and, and what I and, you know, what we discovered today is he is a humble guy. He's a human being. He's somebody who has found a purpose in his own life. And the purpose in his own life is helping other people find their purpose, which I think is like I I, I have I have goosebumps right now because someone I was I forget who I was talking to the other day, and they were they're big fans of the podcast, and they were like, "Listen, I love everything that you're doing. It's great, and I and I see the foundation of potential to stardom, which that's not my goal, and I don't think that's Sarah's goal, and um." We've been having fun tonight, and unfortunately, Sarah's no longer here with us tonight. She's, you she, said that like she passed yeah, away. Is she dead? That was, like, that was like the episode of The She's Office. She's not like, dead. Dwight is no longer with us. They're like, what? And it's like, he got a job in Florida. So no. We brushed um, over Sarah's passing away. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Sarah's just not here tonight with us um, to finish the back half of this. But I don't think it's our goal to be famous on this. I, 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 don't, I don't want it to be because... I think that would really divulge away from the um, the purpose of this podcast. Absolutely, and I think Jake is someone who is the perfect person to talk to and bring on because someone who came from something so little and who obviously, I mean, we don't know the details of his struggles and whatnot, but who came from a lot of struggles and hasn't made it. I mean, that man is top five. I mean, it's a very small genre, but he is top. That band is top five of most well-known bands of the metal core and metal scene. Uh, I, I mean, around the world, you know, Yeah, he has made it to a level. He hasn't made it, but never lost sight of where he came from. And I think there's so much value. It's like he, he knows himself. Which is... Well, he probably, found himself. Yeah, he... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's so much value in talking to someone like that because it doesn't... Um, it doesn't direct away from what we want to do here on this podcast because... It's a blueprint for what you want. Yes, because you know, that yes, guy... he's famous. Because that same person who I was talking to, they, they go what happens when you get famous? And I said, nothing. And they're like, are you ever going to interview famous people? And I said, I'm not going to like Joe Rogan is someone who I, I aspire to talk to in my entire life. Really? Absolutely. I would love to have a dinner with Joe Rogan. I think, I, I just think I would leave that conversation 
totally mind fucked and just be like, what happened? So, you know, I'm not going to deny that, but that's not the basis of this show. The basis of this show is that normal people have, have really fucking irregular problems and, and not stories. problems and, and stories yeah. and situations and all this shit. And that happens across the fucking board. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that Jake is that perfect mix of someone who has made it, but hasn't lost sight of that. And that is insane. That's where I want to live. That's where my, that's where my goal of my podcast, or sorry, our podcast, I'm going to speak on behalf of Sarah, that that's where we want to live in the sense that, yeah, cool. I would love for this to be my day job. That's great. But I'm not going to forget you, Joe. I'm not going to forget you, Mike. I'm not going to forget any. To. You need to forget me. No, my life goal is for all of my, like, to get my friends with the going in their directions. I want all my friends to get so, like, famous at what they do that they won't pick up my phone calls. Stop. I tell all of them. I'm like, no. no, I want you to be so successful. We'll always answer your phone. I have to buy tickets to your show. Like, I want that to be a thing. <laughs> no, I all will. of them. Yeah, listen, you can buy a ticket, but you're going to have one. Set. You're going to have a reservation nope. set. Nope. I it want you to matter. be like, oh, I don't know, call my agent. He'll maybe I don't know. Mike's bothering me again. <laughs> no, I don't want that though. That's the problem, <laughs> is I don't want that ever because I think yeah, I I which we mentioned in episode one, which was uh lack of a better term, atrocious. You know, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Hence why the episode is called What the Fuck Are We Doing? I think we've grown a lot in now what I think this is what episode thirteen. Um I think we've grown a lot, um, but I don't want to lose sight of that. I will never lose. Is this sight episode of the called "Know Yourself"? No, th that's episode ten. Isn't that one? Do you know yourself? Do you know yourself? This one we can call it "Know Yourself." Listen, listen. Before Let's call it war room. Before we wander too far away from from this uh, particular facet of the conversation, I want to touch on something you were saying. So you're talking about kind of riding this balance of okay i've made it but i am still aware of, of where i came from and one thing that came to mind when when you were talking about that was celebrity interviews and for anyone that's not cocky who isn't notoriously cocky for anyone for any celebrity that acts human right they often get asked the question when was the moment when you realized you made it that's actually very true. And, I, and very, I actually think I, there was a conversation with uh, Post Malone where they, where did you realize it? And he said that when he woke up one morning after he launched um, White Iverson on uh, SoundCloud. And, and I think P. P. Diddy tweeted him back. And he was like, that was the moment where I was like, oh, shit. Some sh Something's some, happening. Some, yes. But I don't – I often have found that so many celebrities, they, they, they don't have a specific answer. He, he recognized a point in his life where he was like, I'm going somewhere. Something's happening. But I don't think most of them can say, I have reached a destination because it doesn't stop. And I kind of want to mention Tom Searle because – I was watching one of the behind-the-scenes short documentary clips um, during the production of All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, and he said, "We're." I, I can't remember exactly, but he was saying something along the lines of, we're trying to be the best version of ourselves and continue producing records that far surpass the last. And he said, it feels like you're grasping at smoke because you never reach that point where you're like, 
I've done it. My work here is done. This is it. You, you kind of get what That's I'm saying? Absolutely. Almost all artists and craftsmen. Yeah, or we're trying to refine that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a hard. That's a connection. common theme you're gonna hear from yeah. a lot of people. It's gonna be a very hard connection for me to make here, but I'm gonna attempt it. Okay. Because a lot of people don't like this person. I particularly find um, me high, high interest in. No, Mike, we all love you. <laughs> um, I I find I'm very intrigued by this person, but Dan Bilzerian actually talks about this a lot in the sense that someone asked him, "Does money buy happiness?" Wait, do you know the recent stuff with him? Yeah, I, I heard about all that. What's that? Uh, His been... whole story's a fake. Yeah, he's a fraud. So we can talk about that at another time. But at the end of the day, he there's a there's a long interview with him saying, does money buy happiness? And he says, that changes. And that's kind of going along where like you're reaching at smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where he was like, when I was 18 years old, and if you told me like, hey, here is a GT500 Mustang, you're like, Oh my God, this is the craziest thing in the world. I'm at level 10 out of 10 happiness right now. After his stardom, they're like, oh, here is four brand new Ferraris. He's just like, eh. Right. I'm at like a six because I've already done all this. And it's kind of the same as what you were saying with uh, what Tom was talking about, where you're kind of just always reaching at smoke once you reach that level of Except stardom. Tom was like an artist, and the other guy was like a con artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a massive difference. There. But like I said, I know it's a very hard connection to make, but what I'm saying, it, you know, the connection is the sense that, <laughs> you know, you know, once you let, reach this level of stardom, it's like, where does it stop? Yeah. And, it, and to most people, it doesn't stop. And... I would like to think that be not that I came from nothing because I came from a very fortunate place and a very fortunate family. I mean, Jesus, it is fucking three forty-five in the morning, and we are recording a fucking podcast after multiple people have just left my house, and my parents are totally cool with this. You know, I'm very fortunate, but I don't like it so. I'm not saying that I came from nothing, but I'll never forget where I came from. God forbid that this... Because she's upstairs? <laughs> hey, this is also true. Because she is literally too far <laughs> I'm glad you don't forget your mom who lives in the same town as you. <laughs> yeah. Well done, mate. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I'll never forget where I came from. Like, this, like, if this podcast takes off, which would be the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. And Sarah, I will speak on behalf of Sarah. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to us. I would be so fortunate of that, but I'm thoroughly confident that her and I will understand that like we'll never be that person where we will lose sight the fact that it took us recording in my parents basement at three o'clock in the fucking morning off of a table that Bill's Mafia throws each other through you know what I mean like it like that's what that's what it took it took late night grinds it took Mike O'Malley forcing me to try and take off work again, I hope they don't hear listen to this. But to take off work, to jump at this opportunity to interview so someone so incredible, and have Joe come up and video the whole thing and take pictures of the whole thing and just document. I mean, at at the bottom of at the bottom of the line here, like what Mike said, at the end of the day, if nothing comes from this, nothing at all, we don't capitalize on a single fucking thing that we did today. Did you have a good time? I had a yeah, great this time. definitely wasn't about capitalization. Yeah, it, it, we had a great time with the boys. You know what I mean? We got great pictures. We got And guess what? 
I can now go to my grave or I can continue on with my life saying I did something fucking incredible on this day, regardless of capitalization. And that's that's all that matters you have to me. Pictures to remind humanity for eternity. When and you're now dead. we have, and there was no shame of pictures. And there was no shame no of pictures. No one was afraid to take pictures today. Although 98% of the time, I will say, yeah, maybe probably 99% of the time, I did not know either of you were taking pictures from me. So that was okay. That's our jobs, though. We're good at that. Yeah, I know. That's why you guys flew up here for that. Because I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I would be take terrible. Pictures? I'd well, be like, we... I could take pictures, but I would be like, <laughs> hey, Mike, fucking turn around yeah, and smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like really good at me being like, Dude, oh. can I... Weird thing about pictures... Um, this is just like a weird mind fuck that I have from photography. Posed group smiling pictures creep me out. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's for an actual reason. Like I was like thinking way into it because of like the study of photography and whatnot. There is no real time in your life that that will ever happen. You'll never see that. Most photography I shoot candid. Even like with models on shoots, I want people to just hang out, be natural, laugh, do whatever. And I'll try and catch the moments in between that were real. And the actual like emotions, there is no human experience that is similar to like thirty-five people in front of a building putting arms over each other and bearing teeth at you. And I think that might even be like incredibly threatening were that to happen like in the wild, like primitive man. You've never seen that. Like the what we do in posed pictures is not a, a relatable human experience. It's only done for photography. You're There's no single time in your life. Well, you can be a famous band. You could be a singer. You can do anything. Your whole crowd is not all going to touch each other, stand still, and show you their teeth. It's creepy. It's yeah. never done. It is creepy. You know it, what I mean? It, 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 it does make me uneasy, but bearing teeth as a human being and bearing teeth as a wild animal mean two completely different things. No, yeah, obviously. But I'm saying that might be one of the reasons that I just think it's weird. And I was like, all right, I absolutely now show them, show them the bones that come out of your head. Like, well, it's super strange Yeah, that that's I, a human it, tradition. Like, no. everyone get together, get the skull extensions visible. To me, it's disingenuous. That's that's posed pictures. And it's so normal to but, get, but, like, but, but a But it, it is the norm. Because and some, I do it. I'm in somewhere along I'm like, everybody, way. look this way. Let's all smile. And we do it. But it's so strange to me that somebody decided. I can't, I can't stand taking it. Yeah. That was the standard <laughs> yeah. for the group photo. And it just lasted forever. It's just uh, a weird yeah. human tradition of. And there's so many of those. Yeah. Arms around each other. Show your teeth. Yeah. Do a thing that you didn't do the rest of the night. So the memory of, is of you pretending to do what you didn't do the rest of the night. Yeah. Okay, everyone go back to normal. Everyone says that after a picture. Yeah. So you created a memory of nothing. You created this snapshot. Mike leaving the mic drop. So you created a memory of nothing. You, yeah, you did. You didn't actually do that thing that you're looking at in the picture. Even though we literally did that today. All day. <laughs> <laughs> we literally did that I was day. having lots of fun shooting cannons. But yeah, like. It's a super weird concept. Like when you just scroll through Facebook, I'm like, that didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen, <laughs> didn't happen. Didn't. And like flash photography in clubs, I feel the same way. <laughs> like it's a, like an overly whitened room where someone like, you know, like as a photographer, they're like bouncing yeah, a light off a wall there and stuff. Yeah. Studios, it's fine because you're trying to control lighting and create a, a subject. But like club photographers sometimes will use flashes and you get these pictures. Like someone's ever handed you a card in the club once yeah. you were out and you looked it up like. Four days later, while you were just like about to go out to the same club, and you're like, oh, yeah, let's see if those pictures were good. And you look at them, and it does not look like the club. You can't see the club lighting at all. Right. You're like, we were, weren't we in a blue bar all night? And yeah. all the pictures are blown out white. And you're like, Flash <laughs> photography. You're like, what yeah. is this? Where, yeah. where is this place? And what it's the... a picture of you and your friends that you know well. And you're like, where was 
Does anyone know where this came from? The only difference between me and going to a club is that like you can give me a picture and it's not. I don't know where I'm at because this picture is weird. It's like I don't know where I'm at because I literally blacked out drunk that night, and yeah. that's pretty much all Full I know. Far and lost. <laughs> Far and lost. I really hope that the professional photographers don't take pictures of you when you're blackout drunk. I. Me too. They should do their best. I'm, not I'm, to. Yeah, I'm not gonna take a picture of that guy where he's cross-eyed and has puke on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm speechless. I think today was just such an incredible day. I can't one, one and two. I guess I can't thank Mike O'Malley, and I can't. I, I, I you pronounce I told you your you can't thank me. Just say thanks and do nice stuff all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. And you can I just owe me, Joey yeah. Joseph uh, Delasandro. I pronounce it Delasandro. Whatever. Um, yeah, tell him what his last name is. <laughs> tell him, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but I can't thank Mike and Joe enough. I mean, you guys literally flew in for like thirty-two oh, hours to do something okay. so cool and so epic, and really try and push not only yourselves but this podcast and that's just what what do i do to thank you besides get you fucked up with my dad's liquor and feed you have us you back don't get again. credit for that that was lord ashton that was lord ashton <laughs> you yeah. gotta do something cool no i was this is awesome coming up and supporting you supporting jake supporting people who are doing things like actively trying to make something Here, i don't care what it is and my friend it was like the yesterday thing if you're into something and I'm into you, I support that thing. We're going to do it. The it, element that I think unites the three of us in, in this pursuit, whatever it was that, that you know Mike and I came up here to do this weekend with you, is that we are all passionate, very, very passionate about this. And this has a couple of elements, the podcast, the music, the mental health, and how those all kind of really tie into each other at the end of the day. And so I have found in my life, the easiest things for me to do are the things that I'm passionate about. I will find a way to make those things happen. And I have faith that both of you will do the same. I'm about to cry. But am I wrong? That's okay. You can You're cry. not. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, That's beautiful. Jeff. All right. Let's I got to call it. you out really quick. No. This, this Joe Rogan thing. You really want to talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to that guy at all. He's and like, I'm not in a mean guy. way. No offense. So... I have like two quick points on this. One is I feel like um, as when you watch a show or you take in someone's information, you like you're a consumer of it. I feel like consumers of content are overly familiar with the like subject or creator. Like I feel like I know Joe Rogan personally because I've listened to hours of it. So like I'll just throw it on at work, get what I'm going on or do whatever I have to do at work and hear all these interviews. I feel like if I actually talk to the guy – what would I possibly have to talk to him about? You're not wrong. like, hey, what's your opinion on Silas Simons? I'm like, ah, I already heard hours of that. Like, how do you feel about MMA? I can continually hear hours of that. I don't think we would have anything to talk about. I wouldn't bother the guy unless he was like here. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Fuck, he was in public, I wouldn't bother the guy for a minute. I wouldn't. Fuck. That's a good I don't point. think I have anything that interesting to bring to his platform, except like maybe that the like random MMA talk. And my, like, limited experience in combat sports. Yeah, fuck. That's a good point. You're not wrong. It's But I, it's kind of crazy, like, with like social earlier, media. It's like earlier, like, I want to disagree with you, but it's uh, But I can't. <laughs> you, could you kind of tell the vibe? Like, I kind of didn't want to talk to Jake today. Because I didn't want to be like, hi, we stalked you on the internet and we flew up here to bother you. Like, yeah. I wanted to just be like, hey, we're at his thing. Let's just see what they have for us. Yeah. But we did that. Yeah, no. We, we were awesome about not... Being fanboy, bothering people, kind of thing. Yeah, Except and that's for one picture. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's important that people remember that stuff. That we get like hyper adjusted 
to people giving you so much of themselves and people think that they can go and take more and they're like, yeah. oh, I want yeah. more of this person's time. This That's person important. knows me. And it's like, no, you know them intimately because they have been putting stuff out there and working hard on it. They put themselves And now you're there. trying yeah. to take stuff from them and like. Yeah, that's what I, I get weird that, about. I feel like, that exact same way. The there, one I, time I met Tom, who you're talking about, I didn't take a picture with him. Extreme hesitation to 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 try and take more from somebody who's given so much of themselves. You want to, yeah. you want to know you that feel person. Like, you intimately. feel like they relate to you, but they don't. They but don't they know don't. who you are. Yeah, you have so much of them, and they have none of you. And they're like, "Who is this person?" But I think, at, back to what I was saying, in the things that we are pursuing, those relationships could very possibly develop in time. I'm not going to be friends with Joe Rogan. It's challenging. Not happening. Challenging. It's I think challenging. he's in Texas. I'm probably never going to Texas. <laughs> he's like, I love South Florida. Um, so flow for life. I think, again, I, I keep reiterating. I think today was amazing. I think you guys are amazing. Um, it, like I said, I know Sarah is not here right now, but I'm sure she she's confident on that she would agree with me on this. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Um, there you Nailed go. It. It probably doesn't even that, irregular, you know, yeah. indiscernible. Irregular. Um, let's end it there, guys. It's fucking late. I do have awesome. to get here to the airport. Thank you, Baltimore. But who? I used to yell that at local shows for no reason at oh. the end, like in West Palm, <laughs> like, and I only ever played shows in West Palm, like in a shitty street punk band. At the end of the show, I just yell "Thank you, Baltimore." The crowd would be like, he's, "He's never toured." Like, <laughs> this guy has literally never left this zip code. Yeah, like real touring bands can act like they were mistaken in the city, but I was just in West Palm every time doing that. Um, guys, I know we plugged everything else earlier, but follow the podcast on Instagram at irregular podcast uh shoot us an email if you have any stories questions concerns um information or uh an opinion on something that we've already talked about that would go to irregular podcast one at gmail.com and that is the number one feel free to follow my uh personal instagram which is at yo bob underscore uh or sorry at yo underscore bob sorry i've had a few and it's four o'clock in the morning and we want to also shout out today um, Your Life Gym, which is Jake's gym. Um, it's the Your Life Gym. The Your Life, okay. And we want the Like your the life. architect. Like the architects. And we also want to shout out Heart Support. Yes. Absolutely. For well, being yeah. an absolutely incredible organization um, with people just purely dedicated to uh, bettering the collective mental health. Specifically to the irregulars. The irregulars should all check out Hard Support, the forums. All of you. There's great resources there. There's people that have awesome advice, are willing to put the time in. There's trained counselors that have professional ability to help you with some of the things going on there. I mean, what did what did uh what did Dave say today that they had like some fucking like it was like one million uh, it was hits half a million or half a million interactions a, interactions in one month. Was I it mean, a month? Yeah. I mean, I That's know our incredible. Facebook group is pretty fucking popping ninety nine percent of the time, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't hold a candle to that. So if you're going through some shit, check out Heart Support, guys. Heart support that is and the Your Life Gym and the Your Life Gym. See, the it first is beautiful, physical and mental health facility. So, um, you know, feel free, Joe. Go ahead, plug yourself, bud. Uh, if any of you wants to befriend me or follow me on social media, um, I am a somewhat regular on the irregular page you'll see me joey delisandro 
and uh, Instagram is at the number five point J zero E five point Joe. Super easy to remember. Drop your Instagram, Michael. It's just O'Malley MSO. Simple as that. What what does the MSO stand it's for? It's literally just my initials, Michael Sean O'Malley. It's like you would think I would do something creative, but it's just my name and initials. Mm, fair enough. On that note, uh, we will see you next Thursday, or we will hear you or let you listen to us next Thursday. We love you all. Again, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Mike. It is time to go to fucking bed. Good night. Love you. Mwah.